0: Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. Robert Zirk is on vacation this week. On today's show, our preview of the fast pitch 2017 finals 10 wonderful Winnipeg nonprofits are going to go head to head, each armed with nothing but a three minute pitch to win $10,000 for their organization. We're going to speak with Nadia Kidwai and David McLeod, who are the event's hosts. Then Shahina Siddiqui of the Islamic Social Services Association will tell us about the At the Heart of Human Rights is Human Dignity conference that's happening this week. We'll also speak with Norma Alberg of the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba because their big event Stone Soup is happening this Wednesday. She's going to tell us all about the different chefs that will be cooking up some delicious soups this week. And as always, we're going to hear from Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons, Winnipeg's citizen journalism project. We've got all this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Good morning and welcome to River City 316. Nolan Bicknell here with you today. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday morning. It's been a bit of a tough week without my uh, without my partner in crime, Robert Zirk. Uh, Robert, hope you're having a wonderful vacation partner. Uh, it's well-deserved and we're going to see you next week. Um, but before Robert left, he was actually able to sit down and record a wonderful interview earlier this week with Shahina Siddiqui. Uh, that's going to be to preview the At the Heart of Human Rights is Human Dignity conference that's happening this Tuesday. Uh, We're going to hear that wonderful interview a little later in the show, so stay tuned for that. Uh, We're also going to be joined by Norma Alberg. She's a friend of the show. She's been on, uh, I think, last year and the year previous, perhaps. And uh, she's a board member at the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. They have one of our favorite events here at River City 360 to cover, uh, the Stone Soup event happening over at the Hydro Building on Wednesday. Uh, If you haven't been to Stone Soup, stay tuned because uh, it's a really, really fun event, and you can uh, try some great soups. And it's for a great cause, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, but first, we're going to play some music, as we do every week. And then Nadia Kidwai and David McLeod are going to speak with us about Fast Pitch 2017. They're both going to be hosting it. So before we get to Nadia, David, Shahina, and Norma, and eventually Noah Ehrenberg of CNC, we'll kick things off with a song. So here's uh, the Guess Who, Winnipeg Winnipeg Zone, with uh, Laughing, right here on River City 360.
1: I should laugh. But I cry Because your love Has passed me by You took me by surprise You didn't realize That I was waiting Time goes slowly But it carries on And now the best
2: years
1: Have to come and by surprise surprised Go alone now, calling your name, after losing at the game. You took me by surprise, I didn't realize that you were lying. The best years have come and gone, you took me by surprise, oh, I didn't realize oh, that you were laughing, laughing, Laughin. you turned to me, laughing, you took away everything I had, you put the hurt on me, laughing, what you doing to me, laughing, what you doing to me, took away everything, I had you put the hurt on me, Ooh. my friend, <laughs> my friend, <pain. My> <laughs> Will you laugh?
0: Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by two very special guests. We've got Nadia Kidwai and David McLeod, both of the hosts of uh, Fast Pitch 2017. Thanks for joining us, guys. Pleasure to be here. Mm. Hello. So, David, you're in studio with me. Nadia, you're on the phone. It's been a busy week for all of us here, but thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. And uh, basically, my first question to you guys is, uh, what are you looking forward to about Fast Pitch 2017? Well, um,
3: I think uh, what the energy. I think there's going to be a, a certain energy level um, that's going to be a high energy level, and it's what it's going to do is it's going to shine a spotlight on uh, ten nonprofit organizations, and it, and it's really not just what what, what an organization does. Uh, we're going to hear about why they do what they do and uh, some heartfelt personal stories. So it's it's. Uh, it's going to be. It's, I'm looking forward to that, uh, Nadia. What? What I, what? I know you're. You're looking forward to it as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, Dave's been in the thick of it from the beginning, so I'm a little envious because you know he's got to see it from the beginning right up until now. I've been kind of more on the outskirts. I've been inviting uh, participants from Fast Pitch onto the Weekend Morning Show and mm-hmm. interviewing them, so I'm finding out more and more. But I haven't actually been in that atmosphere. So I can just imagine like the tension and the stakes are high and that big timer and these judges. I'm a huge fan of reality T V shows, so oh, yeah. like, this is a safe space, right, to uh, admit our secrets and guilty pleasures. <laughs> so I'm gonna Heck be yeah. super invested in, in this um, in this event and also the fact that, you know, they're all Winnipeg's and we mm-hmm. all share the same city and we all believe I think in the same values and I think there's gonna be a lot of emotion in that room that night. So I'm just so honored to be part of that, to be able to stand next to Dave, who I think is amazing, um, and really be part of this very kind of exciting initiative that, uh, that Winnipeg is a part of.
0: Well said. Um, so Nadia, you're, as you mentioned, the host of the weekend morning show on CBC, and you've had a couple people on the, on the show just that are participating in Fast Pitch, and Dave intimately knows most of all, all, the per, mm-hmm. all of the people, but uh, what have you gleaned from some of the uh, conversations that you've had so far on your show?
4: So we had uh, Hope McIntyre came, come in uh, initially. She was the winner from last year. And just to find out what impact it made on her to win uh, Fast Pitch and, and what a, a difference that funding made to her uh, her project. And then we also had one of the finalists from this year, Roger Barrington, uh, and his coaches come in um, and have that conversation about his journey. Uh, so you, you see in a very real level, like these are real people, the money makes a real difference. Right. It really helps. Um, And so the fact that there are kind of nine other finalists who are equally involved and all these other coaches who are invested, um, I think, just really speaks to how much solidarity and support there is. It's a competition, and yet there's so much solidarity between the competitors, which I think says a lot, right?
2: Definitely. Um,
4: And obviously, I, I know Kate Friesen very well who uh, who along with Dave have, have been really kind of championing uh, this whole thing so mm-hmm. uh, yeah I'm looking forward to just being there and finally uh, finally meeting all the the presenters who've done a fantastic job
0: for sure Dave what do you think it says about Winnipeg that you can have ten thousand dollars on the line but yet there's still this sense of camaraderie within uh, the, the community here in Winnipeg yeah I
3: think actually I think the amount is twenty thousand. In, in in total. Oh, in, in total, right? In but total, first yeah. place gets ten. And then yeah. That, so yeah. so so there's there's that. It's not just money on the line though, but but and, and it's uh, that the funds actually are to build capacity within sure. each organization. So it's not you know it's not a money prize. It's a capacity prize. So that's what everybody's on stage highlighting is. We will use um, you know. The money towards this cause mm-hmm. to make a difference, and and it, the variety of voices you're going to hear. I mean, you're going to hear people from like uh, Winnipeg's Children Agency, uh, Access Agency, uh, West End Cultural Center. Everybody knows West End Cultural Center very well. The Wrench, as well, is another organization. Uh, I've bought two bikes from there myself, cool. and so I, I see. You walk in a lot of these uh, uh, organizations like the Wrench, and you see firsthand. What an impact's being made! I mean, young people coming in, building bikes, and it, and it, and of mm. course that that has a string of other. Uh, a, a ripple effect in terms of how it affects people's lives. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, Nadia, how are you looking for, or how are you preparing for the uh, for being on stage with Dave? There, Dave was actually the host of the semifinal, so he's got a bit of a leg up as far as hosting he is concerned. He has but, uh, an edge. Well, <laughs> the
4: the biggest preparation is obviously what to wear. Oh, um, for sure. That will take the majority. Are
0: like you guys coordinating? <laughs> are you going to coordinate uh, what I you're going to be wearing? So. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I well, hope well, so. th- the word gown was heard. Oh, for Pretty for both or for just for for I you.
4: The pretty and pink theme, Dave. Ooh. I thought that's what we discussed. Yes, no? the
3: pretty, the pretty and pink. I might, yeah. might be a bow tie. I don't I know. Like it. we're gonna, it's going to be a need surprise. To
4: challenge gender stereotypes,
3: exactly. racial stereotypes,
4: <laughs> uh, all the stereotypes. Uh, no preparation. Um, Winnipeg Foundation has to have to give a big shout out to them because they've been so great in terms of preparing me. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and going through the program and having everything done for us. Um, so I, you know, I'm feeling very calm about that aspect. Uh, my parents are visiting from the UK, so I'll be bringing them with me, uh, and they're very excited oh, cool. to, to see all the work that I, you know, that I'm lucky enough to be involved with. So, um, you know, just mainly looking forward to it, and thank God for Dave, because well, you know,
3: well, you know I what, it's passed
4: it off to him if I forget my lines,
3: and, and it's going to be, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this working with you too. I mean, this is going to be like. Uh uh, it, it's going to be exciting. This is usually a sellout event, and oh, that's yeah. wh- and that's where it's going right now. The fast right. pitch final showcase. Because you think about it, you got you, you you've got uh, ten organizations. You got family. You got friends. You got mm. people within the organization. So it builds up to a, a crowd fairly quickly. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and and the other thing that's unique to this event is that people, um, you know, there's a People's Choice Award mm-hmm. where people have their cell phones, and you actually mm. participate in voting for one of the uh, one one of the winners.
0: Yeah, right. it's it's going to be very exciting uh, for everyone involved. Um, I guess my last question before I let you guys go: If you had to give some advice, as being you know radio personalities, you're 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 calm under pressure. You've been dealing with live audiences mm. for a long time. What is some advice that you would give to someone who's going up there and going to bear their soul for three minutes?
4: Dave, go. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll say <laughs> it's
3: you know what it is like like it's it's structuring the elements of what you're going to share. But it's not mm-hmm. just, and, and it's also ha- taking the breath, and, and calming the body, and and be willing to remembering uh, to breathe, I guess. Remembering to sense. breathe, but but sharing that story and bringing um, bringing life to your organization through story, the soul mm-hmm. of what you do, the why of what you do, not so much the how or you know the what, but the why uh, internally. Why do you go to work? What is your purpose to, in this city? And I think, I think w- if you share that, it's not so much. Um, being eloquent, it's just being, it's, it's sharing your heart and, uh, and also bearing uh, the difference you make in this city. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really making a stand, you know, uh, why you do what you do. Well said.
0: Nadia?
4: I think um, every presenter that gets up that stage should know that the audience is rooting for them. You know, regardless uh, of of which particular presenter they're supporting, we as Winnipeggers are so proud of these guys for doing what they do every single day. And... I don't know about Dave, but I could not get up on that stage and do what they're doing. So they should know that they should be really proud of themselves, yeah. that they are you know, strong warriors in the work for social justice and making this world a better place. They're there for a reason, and that we're all rooting for them. They should be really proud of themselves.
3: And, and when you look at uh, Winnipeg's nonprofit sector as a whole, this is, it needs to be supported. And I think people are going to walk away going, I need to support that organization that maybe it didn't win, but maybe, mm-hmm. may, maybe, and I realize how much of a difference it makes. And that's that's another part of the event which uh, I'm looking forward to as well. People just reaching out and, and hearing those stories and being moved to the point where I want to support a cause.
0: Yeah, because there's all sorts of cause that are co- causes that are causes that are going to be covered. So uh, this is happening Thursday, March twenty third. The fast pitch final. It's been months of progress and months of sort of build up towards it so uh, I guess I just want to th- say thank you to Nadia and to Dave for sitting down and talking to us. We're going to have coverage next week on the show. We're going to interview the winners and uh, bring you all of the highlights from the evening so uh, thank you very much Nadia Kidwai and to David McLeod. Uh, good luck on Thursday and uh, good luck to everybody. Miigwech. Thank Thanks you. Thanks
4: so much. Thank all you. right. Take care. <music>
0: Thanks again to Nadia and David for talking to us today, and good luck with your hosting duties at Fast Pitch, and good luck to all uh, all ten participants that are that are going to be going up on stage on Thursday at the Met. Coming up next, although my partner in crime Robert Zirk is on vacation this week, he is. Such a fantastic, devoted host that he is still contributing to the show. Uh, He actually sat down with Shahina Siddiqui earlier on in the week to talk about the upcoming At the Heart of Human Rights is Human Dignity conference that is happening uh, on the 21st and 22nd. So we'll hear all about that. But before we get to that, here's Willie Nelson with Mona Lisa right here on River City 360.
5: Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You're so like the lady with the mystic smile Is it only cause you're lonely they have blamed you For that Mona Lisa strangeness in your smile And Do you smile to tempt the lover Mona Lisa? Or is this your way To hide a broken heart Many dreams have been dropped At your doorstep And they just lie there And they drive there Are you warm? Are you real, Mona Lisa? Or just a cold and long Lovely world for Do you smile, to gentle lover, Mona Lisa. Lisa? Or is this your way to hide a broken heart? Are you warm? Are you real, Mona Lisa? Or just a cold and lonely, lovely work of
6: art?
7: Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning, and we are now joined by Shahina Siddiqui. She is the Executive Director of the Islamic Social Services Association Canada. Shahina, thank you so much for joining us this morning.
8: Thank you for having
7: me. So first of all, uh, give us a little bit of background. Tell us about the Islamic Social Services Association and what you do in general.
8: Islamic Social Services is about 17 years old now, and we have been doing the regular social work services that you need to do. The need to have an organization specifically targeting Muslim community you know, with their family issues and and all kinds of other uh, challenges that they had, and uh, doing some advocacy on their behalf. So we thought that was all that it would do, but uh, since 9/11, our focus has also become more to building community to addressing stereotypes about um, Islam and about Muslims. A lot of media engagement, a lot of bringing communities together, building relationships, uh, because for us, you cannot um, become a part of a a society, a community, unless you build relationships. Uh, So we we do a lot of uh, work in that area. Uh, Of course, the normal working with clients, working with families continues as well. Uh, and it is a not for profit charitable organization.
7: And that kind of ties into what we're about to talk about, which is a conference that mm-hmm. you're holding. It's coming up this week on March 21st and 22nd, that's this Tuesday and Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and the conference is called At the Heart of Human Rights is Human Dignity. Mm. What can people who attend expect at the conference?
8: This is not the usual conference that you expect where people come and talk to you. It's also uh, conversation cafes. So after every one or two uh, speakers, we will uh, open the floor for conversation cafes with facilitators and recorders who will record conversations. people can actually give their feedback, uh, reflect on what they've heard, what they can offer. uh, And it is really open to public, but also targeting uh, civil society leadership and students and youth uh, specifically. And uh, so that's, that's the format of it. And we are hoping that when people leave, they will have an understanding of what marginalized communities face. They will know some of our history, uh, some of our negative history, but also our positive history in the area of human rights. And know that unless we can guarantee, unless we can uphold the dignity of each and every human being, each and every Canadian citizen, human rights then become only a technical term, a legal term, and we wanted to to take it beyond the legal conversation and legal consequences to actually human beings, Canadians talking to each other, getting to know each other. And of course, it's open to most of the marginalized communities. We will be covering racism. We will be covering Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, homophobia, and then again, have conversations on them.
7: It's excellent that the event is structured to be so interactive because Mm -hmm. a lot of these ideas have to start from within so it's really great that you know not only do you have experts who are speaking on on a lot of different issues but also there's an opportunity for people to participate and that's so important in Mm -hmm. bringing people together Mm -hmm. who are some of the people who will be speaking at the event
8: well we have uh, quite a few of our own local people like um, professor laurie wilkinson Dasha spillett uh, Damon Johnson. We, but we have also brought in people from uh, uh, Ontario. So Bernie Farber uh, speaking on anti-Semitism, Harun Siddiqui, who is uh, editor and uh, used to be editor of Toronto Star. We have Aziza Kanji. We have Hassan Gardi from National Council of Canadian Muslims. Uh, so it's a good mix of um, people who are in the academics doing the research, but also people who are on the ground and the emphasis on people who are on the ground to give us practical ideas. Because what we are hoping in the end, and again, this is my vision, that we will have enough information and enough feedback from uh, citizens that we can put a toolkit together on how to respond to hate speech, how to respond to hate crime and what are the protocols and what are the procedures that we should. And so making it a responsibility of every Canadian to know that they, they have to do something when they hear uh, something like that. So that's, that would be the end product of this conference.
7: Why was it important for the Islamic Social Services Association to take on this leadership role and host this dialogue at this Mm -hmm. time?
8: Actually, we started a year ago working with the uh, Canadian Human Rights Commission uh, uh, and thinking that we needed to bring communities together. We never knew what was coming because what came was the tragedy in Quebec. And it kind of just woke all of us up. Hey, it's, it's not just people talking or giving hateful messages it has gone into taking lives and so it became even more um, important to do that this has always been our vision is to bring people and communities together build relationships but it took on an urgent uh, need now because the only way you can fight hate and fear is through education through getting to know each other right uh, you can't legislate how people think or feel away but you can uh, open their minds and our focus is not the tiny minority that are not going to change their minds, but it is the larger majority that is craving for knowledge. When they hear negative things, they want to know how to respond, whether it's against you know, our LGBT community or against the Muslim and Jewish community. They want to know uh, what they're hearing. Is it right? Is it accurate? And, and how do they respond? And this is what we always keep hearing people asking, what can we do? Well, let's hope that at the end of these two days everybody will know what they can do.
7: It's kind of, as you mentioned before, creating a a toolkit for people because there are are a lot of people who don't face the kind of discrimination that other groups in society do face. And so just knowing exactly how they can help and how they can be a supportive ally Mm -hmm. um, is super important. So if people are interested in learning more about the event or if they'd like to register to attend the event this Tuesday or Wednesday, where can they go to get more information? How can they do yeah, that?
8: Yeah, just go to our website, www.issacanada.com. Go to events, and it'll take you right to all the information, the program, the speaker's profile, everything is up now. And if you are a student, we are very fortunate that Winnipeg Foundation has sponsoring students, so we still have a few spots left, uh, whether you're high school, Red River, University of Winnipeg, or University of Manitoba. We have seats reserved for you, but it's first come first. So <laughs> I don't want someone feeling disappointed, so, so go for it. We also have funding from Canadian Heritage, uh, and I want to acknowledge that, also from the Citizens Committee and also from Sergeant Blue Jeans and Winnipeg Foundation. And we have 30 uh, sponsors from all civil society sectors, whether it is labor or, or business, um, everybody has come on board to say this is important. We need to have this conversation.
7: Shahina, thank you again so much for joining me this morning. The event is called At the Heart of Human Rights is Human Dignity, and that is taking place this Tuesday and Wednesday, March 21st and 22nd, from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and that's at the Hilton Suites Winnipeg Airport, 1800. Wellington Street, and you can get more information by contacting the Islamic Social Services Association Canada. Their phone number is 204-944-1560. You can also visit their website online at issacanada.com. Shahina, thank you again so much for joining me.
8: Thank you, Robert.
0: Thanks, Robert. And thanks again to Shahina Siddiqui for speaking with us. Coming up after the break, Norma Alberg returns to River City 360 to tell us about Stone Soup. This is the fifth annual Stone Soup event put on by the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. Uh, it's a personal favorite for everyone here at River City 360, so really excited to talk to Norma about that. But before she sits down to chat, here's Giselle McKenzie with Slowpoke right here on River City 360.
9: You keep me waiting till it's getting aggravating. You're a slowpoke. I wait and worry, but you never seem to hurry. You're a slow oh. Time means nothing to you. I wait and then late again o'clock, nine o'clock, quarter to ten, why should I linger every time you snap your finger, little slowpoke? Why can't you hasten when you see the times are wasting, you're a slowpoke, dear? Why should I keep on trying to change you? It's not the thing to do. I guess I'll have to learn
2: to be Slow.
9: slow
2: poke
9: Why can't you hasten when you see the times are wasting you're a slow poke Why should I keep on trying to change you It's not the thing to do I guess I have to learn to be a slow poke too Guess I'll have to learn
0: Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by Nor- Norma Alberg. She is a board member at the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. Is that? Yes. And she's also a on the Stone Soup Planning Committee. Stone Soup, of course, is a fundraiser, that, probably the biggest fundraiser that the... Uh, child nutrition it's our main one the main one and this is the fifth year that stone soup is happening so river city 360 covered it for the past two years this will be our third year covering it uh and honestly i can speak for robert my co-host in saying that this is probably our favorite event of the year Mm -hmm. so for our listeners who haven't been to stone soup what can they expect
10: Well, we're back again. I I can't believe another year has gone by, but next Wednesday, March the 22nd, we will be back at our same location. Uh, We're hosted by uh, Hydro Place, and we take over that entire gallery lobby on the main floor. We'll again have 12 chefs. Six of them are new. We try to mix it up each year, and uh, so people will be uh, thrilled with the uh, soups and the uh, variety that's there again. We have have, uh, one... Uh, One of our older alumni back in, and that's uh, Chocolatier Constance Pop.
0: Yes, I was asking you before we went on air about Constance and what she's planning on bringing to the table. Can you give our our listeners a hint of what the Chocolatier is going to bring soup-wise?
10: Well, we keep those things a secret, but I can tell you that the one time that she was with us before, she had an absolutely incredible chocolate mango butternut squash soup. This one is a different take on, uh, on the chocolate. Uh, clearly, that'll be uh, one of the ingredients. And uh, she, of course, doesn't serve soup or yeah. food in yeah. her in her uh, establishment. But she said that after the last one, people were coming in and looking for it. So she'll watch this time, and maybe it's something yeah. she has to consider you for the future. Know. But she's having fun uh, playing this, this new recipe. Yeah. I'm
0: excited. Um, so maybe... Let's back things up a bit. Stone Soup, obviously, is your biggest fundraiser. What, what are these funds going towards? What does the Child Nutrition um, Council do for Manitobans?
10: Well, the Child Nutrition Council is a charitable organization, and we, um, we support and uh, allocate uh, the funds that are available. Uh, they come in from the government of Manitoba, the Winnipeg Foundation, the Moffat Family Fund. And uh, then private donors and corporations. And all of that money is rolled forward into nutrition programs in the schools around the province. Uh, They apply and request for assistance. And uh, currently this year we're supporting close to 250 programs. So that's over uh, 25% of the schools in the uh, province that do receive funding from us. And about uh, 22,000 plus students access those programs. Again, that's uh, at least uh, 10% of the students that are out there. And so uh, we know that there are many other programs in the schools as well that don't require our funding, but we tend to be um, getting the requests from neighborhoods that are, it's a little more challenging for the schools to mount that neighborhood network to have Mm -hmm. support the amount of funding that we're able to give them is, of course, not at all what they uh, need in total. Yeah. But we help them to resource the neighborhood and find other supports. For
0: sure. Like Talking about neighborhoods and sort of community, the, the stone soup story that we've all probably read when we were kids about how everyone brings a different ingredient and then throws it all into the community soup. Wh- why did you choose that as kind of the, uh, the theme and, the, and the, um, the way to bring everyone together uh, uh, with the stone soup story?
10: Well, I, that it just seemed obvious. I mean, it really was the community coming together to to feed themselves, and uh, uh, there are many versions of that uh, right. story out there, as you know, but in essence, it is just that the community supports each other and rallies and is able to come up with a feast that will serve the whole community, and that's really what we're after is having everybody uh, take some ownership and responsibility and support. And it's so easy for people to go to their neighborhood schools and see if there is something that they can do with that uh, program. And uh, it might be as simple as um, dropping off a a case of apples or or it may be coming by uh, on a regular basis and being a volunteer and assisting with serving the breakfast, but... uh, We really encourage people to to attend their local schools and and seek out those opportunities to help.
0: It takes a village, as they say. Um, so, for people who haven't been there, let's paint them a picture. What, what mm-hmm. I mean, Stone Soup is such a it's a very busy, vibrant kind of event. You show up, and there's you know kids singing and bands playing and twelve chefs cooking. And let's 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 paint a little picture. What can people expect if they came uh, uh, on coming up this Wednesday?
10: Well. Pretty much the same. The the Hydro Place Gallery is just such a beautiful venue for this with the tall ceilings. We have our white linen cloths on our uh, tall cocktail tables. We all have the 12 um, stations set up with the uh, chefs all in their hats and smocks and uh, large smiles. This, of course, it's a fundraiser and it's a fun event for us. But there's no question that the chefs have this as a very serious competition, and they really dive into it. So it's marvelous. The smells within that gallery are just phenomenal.
0: Absolutely. So it is basically what happens is you show up, you get a ba- you get three ballots, is it? Or you vote That's for right. three people? You,
10: you make a donation to the Child Nutrition Council. The minimum donation is $10, but we encourage well above that and whatever you would of love course. to give. Of course. And then you get three tickets that are able to be presented to a chef. You, you are given a, a map of the gallery that shows you who, which chefs are where and what their soup is. You choose your three uh, uh, soups that you want to taste, and then you have a ballot, and you will vote on a, of those three soups that you tried. You vote on your favorite. Right, right.
0: So um, you, ma- you mentioned Constance Pop, the chocolatier mm-hmm. of here in Winnipeg. G- give mm-hmm. me an example of some other chefs and, and, uh, and restaurants that are going to be participating.
10: All right. We, we have um, one of our old stand-ins that's been there every year is uh, Inferno's Bistro. Oh, yeah. And so we are really looking forward to having Chef Fern back there. Um, also, French Way Cafe, they, they've been there all five years for us. Um, we have some new ones in there this year, and that is some interesting ones that came to us after last year hearing the about the event and saying, gee, can we participate? For sure. To really try to vie for the uh, world's best soup maker, which is Definitely. interesting. So they are all in. And those three are um, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet and, of course, it's not a place that the public can go in, but they have their students oh, that live yeah. in residence, and so they have a chef, Chef Ostrom, cool. Chef Wayne, who is there cooking for them. We also have a 17 Wing, the Air Force Base. Oh, wow. And they have this phenomenal kitchen with... Twenty-five or thirty chefs, and a lot of activity going on there. And our third one, uh, new one uh, this year, is the Radisson Hotel. Oh, nice! Right. I'm looking at it right, right. here out, you the can see it, yeah. out the window. Yeah, the window So, Chef Lisa will be uh, coming there on behalf of uh, Resto Twelve. Um, of course, Red River uh, College, Culinary Arts, they were our winners last yeah. year, so those students have some big boots to fill.
2: Definitely.
10: They'll uh, be back again this year, and uh, each year we try to bring in a school, and this year is Argyle Alternative High School. Oh, They wow. don't have a culinary arts program, but they really wanted to work this in for their students as a part of urban studies. Yeah, so cool. uh, It'll be neat to, to have them there as
0: well. Very cool. So March 22nd, what time does it start?
10: It starts at 11.15 for the public, and the chefs will be there serving their soups until
0: 1.15. Perfect. So come on down. It's, a, it's honestly such an exciting event. It's such a cool event to see. Get there early because you there are lineups. There's a ton of lineups, especially for some of the bigger name uh, restaurants mm-hmm. and soups. So uh, get there early.
10: We, we try to keep you moving through. It, it helps a little bit if you can also go online. You can make a donation online, and then we'll have your name, or you can bring your receipt, and uh, then we'll just hand you over your tickets, and away you go.
0: Perfect. So that's Child Nutrition Council, all one word, dot .com, ChildNutritionCouncil.com. You can do that online. Otherwise, just show up March 22nd at the Hydro Building at 11.15 a.m. Awesome. Norma Alberg, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Thank and, uh, you, have, have fun on Wednesday. Thanks thanks again to norma alberg and, uh, and all the best to everyone who's headed to stone soup on wednesday coming up after the break noah Ehrenberg is going to be on his way into the studio to tell us about community news commons winnipeg's citizen journalism project but before noah gets in here's uh, roy orbison with oh pretty woman right here on river city 360
1: I like to meet pretty woman I don't believe you You're not the truth No one could look as good as you Mercy I'll be too.
0: Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning. And I'm now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons, friend of the show, and the highlight of River City 360. (laughs) Noah, thank you for joining us.
11: Thanks for the great introduction. How are you this
0: morning? I'm actually feeling quite well, thank you. It's uh, finally started to feel like a true spring day in Winnipeg but you know March is pretty sneaky so we'll see what happens. Oh and so is April and May. Yeah I guess (laughs) there's still a couple more (laughs) landmines to dodge in that respect. (laughs) Yes. But we have you on the show uh, every week to tell us about Winnipeg Mm -hmm. uh, and not necessarily through the traditional sort of media lens. We we hear from citizen journalists who are telling stories of their communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, So tell us what's been published on CNC this week.
11: Well as you know um, we have a Large uh, contingent of uh, citizen reporters out there, and uh, every week uh, we publish stories from these uh, reporters that uh, do all sorts of stories. And this week, I um, I, uh, I enjoyed the uh, piece by Fred Morris, who is a friend of the show, yep. and uh, he's the
0: NHL a, trivia he, master.
11: He sure is, and um, and he's also um, you know Fred knows a lot about politics, yeah. and uh, he wrote a uh, piece about um, the late Harvey Smith, who. Uh, it's the former uh, city councilor who passed away. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it was a week ago today, and um, at the age of eighty. And so uh, Fred um, Morris writes um, uh, a piece about this, and uh, just sort of looks at um, at Harvey Smith's life and the impact that he had, and uh, how you know he was a politician that could do. Uh, and did many uh, great things, um, such as um, and for
0: a long time. Hey, like he was all he oh, was. In well, it was for
11: more than thirty years. 30 he was. Years. Uh, he represented the um, you know constituency uh, in the West End. He served the West End for more than three decades, and um, you know he did a lot of different things. That uh, you know, just to name a few, he was you know instrumental in raising millions of dollars for the. You know the modernization of the Cindy Clasen Center, uh, Central Park, uh, the Sherbrook Swimming Pool. Uh, cool. R- really, it was. Um, you know, he 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 did all sorts of um, uh, social activism. Um, he was very approachable, uh, mm-hmm. and he was he was really a constituent uh, politician. I guess you a true you would public call it. servant. Absolutely, and so um, Fred Morris does a great job in remembering Harvey Smith. I think it's an article that our listeners would really enjoy on communitynewscommons.org. Very
0: cool. So you never know what you, you could find. There's there's in memoriam sort mm-hmm. of pieces and basically anything that community members want to write about that's important to their communities.
11: Yeah. Another story that I really enjoyed this uh, week uh, uh, is about the Women of Note Choir. That, oh, yeah. Um,
0: we've uh, featured them on the show here.
11: Exactly. And so our listeners will be familiar with uh, with the Women of Note. And, you know, there are a 70-member choir that... Um, uh, they, you know, I think they've really uh, shown what it is like to give back to community. Because what they've done is they've uh, sort of packaged these mini concerts that they take on the road, and they go out to different um, seniors' places and uh, p- uh, places where there are uh, uh, people in palliative care, and they do. Mm-hmm. These um, these beautiful concerts that uh, really bring a lot of joy to uh, to people, um, a- and it's it's one of those things where you really understand the impact that music can have and how it can really change uh, people's moods and how it can really make their day. And so there's a nice story yeah. about Stacy uh, uh, that Stacy Cardigan Smith writes about the women of No Choir and how they help to you know sing away the blues. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think our listeners would really enjoy that story about the power of music and um, and how it can. Transform uh, people, in particular people who are um, who are senior citizens or in palliative care. So definitely, it's, um, it's a really great story on communitynewscommons.org. It's called "Singing Away the Blues." Women of Note Choir sings away the blues. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit about how uh, March is. Going to be a nice spring, hopefully, or the kickoff of spring. But the uh, hottest summer in fifty years is coming this this summer, and I understand CNC is going to have kind of a pretty pretty robust um, coverage of the uh, summer games that well, are happening in the we do Rubik. we
11: do already, you know. Like um, we are getting ready for this so-called biggest party in fifty years, and uh, Community News Commons has partnered with Canada Games and um, the Canada Games 2017. And what we're doing is we're offering up uh, our citizen reporters as well as um, uh, taking advantage of the fact that they have some writers too. And we're publishing a lot of stories about the upcoming games and about uh, some of the preparations. Lots of different stories. Some of the things that are coming in now are uh, different profiles of the venues. And this week on communitynewscommons.org, our listeners can take a look at uh, some of the venues for uh, baseball. Um, and we oh, have cool. some terrific venues uh, for baseball in um, uh, in uh, Winnipeg. Here, for example, Shaw Park, just across the road here, uh, where the Gold Eyes play. It's a great place to watch baseball. It will be a terrific venue for Canada, Canada Games 2017. Uh, Koski Field in Elmwood uh, will also be one of them. And uh, Dave Baxter writes a story about that. Winnipeg Ball Diamonds ready to shine at nice. 2017 Summer Games. And as well, Trevor Smith has a profile of the Pan Am. Um, a swimming pool and oh, yeah. um, how that will be utilized uh, during the uh, swimming and diving competition. So you can check out uh, Trevor Smith's uh, article on the pools and Dave Baxter's article on the uh, baseball diamonds for Canada Summer Games on Community org.
0: All over Winnipeg there's gonna be events and and busyness and happenings mm-hmm. going on. It's gonna be a pretty exciting summer. It's gonna be great. And gonna we're
11: gonna be all over it. Community right. Check out um, all the stories.
0: So at the end of our time together, Noah, we uh, we like to play a song that maybe our listeners haven't yet heard or haven't come across. Typically with a with a local slant or a, a Manitoba connection. So what have you got for us this week?
11: Well, this week I've got a tune by a band called Ultra Mega and uh, Mega has been um, trying to release a debut album for a long time. It was recorded back in 2011, imagine that. They recorded a, an album back in 2011, haven't released it yet, or at least they hadn't released it until earlier this month. Just uh, earlier in March, at, uh, it was the first week in March where they were at the Goodwill. They had a, um, a an album release party, and um, it was a really, it was a fabulous party. Uh, I know that they're gonna be playing in different venues. Uh, Ultra Mega will be playing in different venues across the city coming up. And I'd like to feature this tune by the band Ultramega. This tune is called Mariah, and you're listening to River City 360 with Nolan Bicknell and Robert Zirk on 93.7 CJNU. (laughs)
6: Up my mind of just what it was I wanted to do Cause I started finding I was hard to find and I was running real fast Just to make up the time that I lost Baby when it was just me and you Now I can't find you I'll always love you Mariah. and spin the tire you are home But baby, I got desires And I'm all alone So I go out and light that fire Got to lose got to remote Hey, baby, what do you say? We go grab a six-pack Maybe find some shape Call up some no-good boys And they could come by in a few and hey, yeah, it's okay If you got a niche scratch And be on your way There's no time like right now To try something new So that's what I do I've been hunting desire. Plans and wars Staying up on a while. Keep the wire Keeping left out the road And all my friends been loving life Using my mind for the good Of the game Stay will I hop in my bro's Call and cruise around Wondering when I'll get the courage To change What can I say that you haven't assumed Yet I could tell by your face When you walked in the room I don't want to stay If you fuss over me babe But I'm already here So would you please go live Come take it been hunting design.
0: next installment in our series about Winnipeggers who, through foresight, planning, and generosity, created a lasting legacy and helped make their community a better place. Here's River City 360's co-host, Robert Zirk. Bob and Betty Brooke lived by
7: their values, honesty, integrity, acceptance, and education. Born in Winnipeg in 1914, Robert Bob Brooke experienced some difficulties growing up, but a friend's father, who was a canon in the Anglican Church, changed his trajectory. Alice Elizabeth Betty Mensforth, the youngest of seven children, was born in Winnipeg in 1918. Bob and Betty married in 1941 and spent 70 years together. The couple had three children, Warren Ralph and Glenda. They raised their family on Spruce Street in the West End and regularly took family camping trips. They worked hard to instill strong values in their children. Mr. Brooke was a salesman for Westinghouse. When Glenda started school, Mrs. Brooke went back to work at Eaton's, primarily so the couple could travel the world. Mr. Brooke passed away in 2011 and Mrs. Brooke passed away in 2015. Bob and Betty Brooke had foresight. They gave to their community through a field of interest fund at the Winnipeg Foundation. The Brooke Family Fund supports projects geared toward youth and education, and the Brooks further supported it through bequests in their wills. Since gifts to the foundation are endowed, they continue to support our community for good forever. Over time, the grants it generates will surpass the value of the original gift multiplying the positive impact in our community. When you give to the Winnipeg Foundation, you're joining Mr. and Mrs. Brooke and thousands of others with the foresight to support our community for good
0: forever. Good morning and welcome back to River City 360. We've got time for one more tune before we say goodbye this morning. So here's Frank Sinatra with Strangers in the Night right here on RC 360. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you so much for listening, and a huge thank you to all of our guests for talking to us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or subscribe to the podcast, you can visit us online at rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, Views and News from Around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. You can give us a call on our listener line 24-7. Our line is always open and we'd love to hear from you. Call 204-944-9474, extension 360. Leave us a comment about today's show, uh, a suggestion for a future show. You can request a song or just say hi. Call 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching at RiverCity360 on Twitter and RiverCity360 on Facebook as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River City 360. Thanks again so much for listening. We'll see you all next week, and I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Thanks again.